morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Mike the Big Zamboni with us as well. Honk, honk. Everybody, mm, <laughs> get ready for a crazy ride we're about to oh, go boy. on. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. All right, it looks like we've got one correct guess here for worst Christmas song ever. Oh, you did get a correct guess. I did. Leslie nailed it. I'm not going to say what it is right now. Uh, got some other guesses. Uh, Christmas in My Soul by Laura Nero. Hmm. It's so bad. Uh, going outside and laying in a snowbank in your underwear would be more enjoyable. Okay, all right. Oh, that's a Strong feelings. Uh, when Donna first mentioned that she found maybe the worst Christmas song of all time, I assumed that it was new, that this was a new entry that just felt too try-hard and manufactured and would not pass muster. But no, this, this is from 53 years ago. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, let's, let me just see here right now. Great tease, Donna. This is why you're a radio professional. Thank you. Mm, who wrote that? That comes from Daniel. Daniel T. Daniel yeah. T. He wonders if the song is on this list. I don't know. I'm not going to check right now. But here's the deal. Oh, Christmas shoes. That one. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at least that one is, you know, about love and charity the people in this song, it's, it's nothing you can imagine. Shall we just get to it? Will we know the people who sang the song? No. I don't, I don't believe you will. Okay. The song is by a woman named Linda Bennett. Uh, the entire song is four minutes. We're not going to make you suffer through that. Oh, I'm sorry. It was released in 1975. I thought it was 1970. Okay. But uh, we're. But just, we are going to listen to like two minutes of it. We're going to listen to two minutes of it, and we can maybe uh, leave our mics open so we can react. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. As the bus takes each night, is always right on time. It's gonna be a very merry Christmas. So far, it's okay. We're sorry to interrupt this program, but a bulletin has just been handed me. There's been a serious accident involving the number five bus out of New Haven. The only information we have is that the bus skidded on a patch of ice and slammed into a tree. Stay tuned to this station for further details. Mommy is oh, no. the bus. Daddy rides each night. Put your mind at ease, my children. Everything's alright. It's gonna be SNL. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed the latest report involving bus number five out of New Haven. And from all indications, we're sorry to report that there were no survivors. Oh my god! Oh my god, this oh just god. can't happen. What am I to do? This one. Christmas is what have I got left in life to look forward to? Who <laughs> will walk me down the aisle okay. on Selfish. my wedding day? Yeah. Who is gonna buy me toys and take me out to play? Okay, kid. Oh. Yeah! 
everybody? He's back. No, it's late. And I missed my bus. Well, don't just stand there. Help me with these presents. It's Christmas. Sorry about the other 40 dead people. Oh my, what a plot twist. <laughs> Down the worst song ever. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Daddy. Did okay, you hear about that bus crash? Like, oh, who's going to buy me presents now? Okay, uh, your father is potentially dead. Now you're worried about yourself? Hey, Donna, come what? on. They're kids. They're processing it as children. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. I blew up. But <laughs> We're sorry to report there were no survivors. And then I said, oh, my gosh. And then the woman starts with, oh, my gosh. What am I to do now? What on earth? Like, Holy who crap. thought it was okay to release this? What's the name of that? That was agonizing. Uh, it is called An Old Fashioned Christmas, parentheses, Daddy's Home. Hey, spoiler alert! I'm over here. Give me a hug. I missed my bus. You hear about those unlucky schmucks on the other bus? Hey! And why is he ringing the doorbell to his own house? Wow. (laughs) This is great. The Riverfront Times presents the worst Christmas song of all time. (laughs) Uh, Let's see how they write about it. Um, Let's see. Uh, They could call the kids or the the people in the song a-holes. They say it's a rare gem recorded by Linda Bennett in 1975. Brace yourself and maybe pour yourself a good stiff cup of eggnog <laughs> and give it a listen. Uh, the Christmas Shoes, this writes, because there had been a, a report in 2011 saying the Christmas Shoes was the worst song, Christmas song of all time. I'm reading this from Riverfront Times. The Christmas Shoes at least has a message of love and charity. Yeah. The people in an old-fashioned Christmas are a bunch of bleepholes. Upon hearing that Daddy's usual bus has just skidded on ice and crashed into a tree and there are no survivors, what is their immediate response? We're just going to tell you. Sis, who's going to walk me down the exactly. aisle on my wedding day? Little brother, who's going to buy me presents and Correct. take me out to play? And then the doorbell rings. Is it the cops to deliver the bad news? Why, no. It's Daddy. He missed his <laughs> bus because he was out buying presents. Everyone is happy because Daddy is alive and because they're going to get presents. And Mommy sings the chorus again without giving a thought to all those people who died <laughs> right, when their right. bus crashed into a tree. Oh my Doesn't God. Daddy have commuting buddies? Doesn't anybody in this family feel the slightest bit of existential dread over Daddy's narrow escape? Don't they feel the urge to do a little T-bowing <laughs> and thank God for their good fortune? Oh, hell no. There are presents. Christmas has been saved. Oh, my gosh. So funny. You know, I guess they were trying to track down the singer, Linda Bennett. Um, She, I guess, had an extensive career in the 50s and 60s, according to this article. And she did a bunch of TV shows. She did um, Bob Hope's USO tour. And she doesn't remember recording this song. (laughs) Oh, my. How can you forget? Oh, and also, how about the people who live in New Haven who hear this song on the radio for the first time and then hear this news <laughs> break into right. the song? It's a War of the Worlds vibe. Yes. Like, what on earth? Worst song ever. Mm. Definitely agree. Thank you. 
Do you hear about them unlucky schmucks, huh? Hey, help your father with some presents, will you? Oh, my God. Mike, have you ever heard that song? I never have, no. Does he ring the doorbell every day he comes home to his own home? <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to question the, the validity of this family. Oh, my god. I feel gosh. like this might be his, his mistress and his children that he's had out of wedlock with them. Oh, I got Wow, go. Donna, great, great find Right? There. Thank you. That was good. Well, why don't we stay in a... Um, in a holiday mood, it's okay. a festive time of year. Love it. But let's point our gaze a touch higher. We were talking about a study yesterday saying that Americans, on average, will eat 13 pieces of pie and 12 pieces of cake between now and January. I would say we that seems crazy to me. It seems so high. But if you are a pie lover, or if maybe you're thinking, I don't want to bring a pumpkin pie to Thanksgiving, I found a list of other pies that you can make that can steal the show next Thursday. Ooh, okay. So we'll do that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Doobie, 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 doo. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Before we get to a little food news, got an email here from our buddy Carrie who says, Christmas song, subject, message. Worst? That may be the best song I've ever heard. I was waiting for the, do you know what a druggist is part of the song. So good. Thanks for the laugh. You're welcome, Carrie. Thank you. If you missed it, sorry, guys. You're not going to hear it in the podcast. I know, guys. We're sorry about that. It's not our fault. They make us take music out. It's just just what they do. So sorry. But do yourself a favor and go listen today to... An old, an old fed. An old, what a what a name there. An old fashioned an Christmas. Old fashioned Christmas. <laughs> Parentheses. Daddy's home. For all the music that we play on the station, what if that was the song that got us in trouble? <laughs> that was the one that we left in the podcast, and all of a sudden, oh boy, yeah, like, all heck's breaking loose. Yep. We're talking to the big bosses because we left that song in. Right. ASCAP <laughs> calls. Capitol Laura, Records. Laura, whoever sang the song. Her, yeah, Laura Bennett gets on the phone. Her estate. She's so alive. I think so. I think well, so. She was Linda. making a lot of money in the 50s. And she is, it looks 60, like. 70, 80, 90. That's 70 years ago, and she would have been like, you know, she's alive? She's 81 right now, Linda Bennett. There you go. That's wonderful. She's probably very young at the time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's pull over, shall we? Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? <laughs> Yummy. Yeah, Jerk we it. can hear you. Jerk it. All right. Uh, if you're a little bit bored with pumpkin pie, I came across an article this morning from the website Mm 177milkstreet.com. And I started with You just came across this, right? You just decided to go to 177milk street. Yep. Let's see what they've got going on. So they have some other... And maybe, Mike, we could link up to this because if you're looking... These are 12 in total. We'll see how many we get through. But 12 in total alternative pie ideas for your Thanksgiving table. So instead of just doing pumpkin, here's some other things. And some people really like baking. I made yeah. a, a an apple pie once, lattice crust, made it. I made it. I, I did the strips of the for lattice yeah. for me. I did not like how you no, said that. No, no, no. That's, that's impressive. That's very impressive. I thought it was great, and then it was under-eaten at the party that I took it to, which is always a little bit of a gut punch, you know? Why do you think it is, that is? 
I don't know. It was good. It was a good pie. But there was a lot of food at that gathering. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Anyway. You know, it's even worse when. What is it, Queen? When somebody doesn't put out what you brought. It's like, you told oh. me to bring dessert. I brought dessert. Why did you not put it out? Thank you. Who would not put it out? What well, sort of friends do you have? I know. Savages. Um, it's Savage, by the way. Savage. Savage. Why is everyone talking about Navage? That commercial should be, why have you never heard anyone talk about Navage? <laughs> exactly right. I've never, ever exactly. walked in on a conversation. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Totally. Are you guys? Um, how about this? A double crust apple pie. They say uh, that it's like everything, they, they double all of it. They double the crust of the apple pie. They double the filling no. of the apple pie. Why? I don't it's know, It's fine Donna. the way it is. So this is what this is going to be. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're going to get pushback. Okay, that's fair. Okay. All right, let me, uh, let me, oh, don't worry, everybody. Watch me winter over with the first word of this pie. It's a boozy pumpkin tart. <laughs> What kind of booze? Somebody said I made this for Thanksgiving instead of my usual back-of-the-can pumpkin pie recipe. No comparison. It's a pumpkin tart, decidedly sophisticated edge. Excuse me. <coughs> Could you still hear me? Absolutely. No, I turned my mic down. You can't hear me. Watch. La, la, la. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Is it turning down at all? No. What do you mean you turned it down? Oh, no, that's not going to mute you. I have a knob. That has my volume. It says you. My up. Vo- oh, that's mm-hmm. in my headphones. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so you couldn't bummer. hear you. I know what could. I could do. Watch crap. This whole. I really thought I was doing. No, this we right heard every cough. Week. Every Watch. single. Now cough. I'm gonna cough. Excuse me. Better. Yep. Nope. Can't hear a thing. That's great. More of that. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you don't feel like you're gonna cough. Boozy pumpkin tart. Um, They say that they caramelize the filling to intensify the flavors. They deglaze the pan with bourbon. Then they get a little cultured with some creme fraiche, which Mm. adds more tang and richness than the standard evaporated milk. Love it. You know, they put that stuff in a weird place in the stores. What is that? The creme fraiche. Like it's over by the deli. Across from the deli counter, if you're at, uh, let's say, Snub Foods. Okay, sure. It's just in a weird place. Like, why is it there? Put it somewhere else. Is it refrigerated? Is it like a liquid creme fraiche, or is it a custardy? I think it's like a cool whippy situation. Yeah. Again, they still have not asked us to fill it on the weekly dish. I don't understand that. French walnut tart is another pie that you could make for Thanksgiving. Um, it encases locally abundant toasty walnuts in a buttery honeyed caramel. That sounds interesting to me. French walnut tart. They say it's a beautiful balance, Donna, of sweetness and subtle bitter notes and superb when finished with flaky sea salt. And the article that we that, that we'll post good. up on the uh, show links page, it has links within this article for you to go to the exact recipe if you want it. Um, how about sweet corn pie? No. It's Yalapa style, though, Donna. Whatever that is. <laughs> it's an unusual custard pie developed by the food writer Paolo Briseno Gonzalez. Comes from the beaches of Yalapa, Mexico. <laughs> but it can slide right in alongside the usual Thanksgiving desserts without seeming out of place. Because, you know, corn. 
Hmm. All right, that one's not doing it for you. Not at all. All right, how about this one? Maple browned butter pie. I'm listening. They say just about the perfect pie. Its sweet and rich maple custard filling is balanced by sea salt and tart apple cider vinegar and contained in a nutty and sturdy whole wheat crust. It satisfies all of your pie cravings. Okay. For the best results, use the darkest maple syrup you can find. How about a brown sugar tart? I'm listening. That's eggs, cream, and brown sugar. It's a reliably reliably uh, delicious, crowd-pleasing trio. Slowly pour the custard over a layer of brown sugar. Makes for a simple but decadently silky pie that is anchored by a foundation of deep, robust sweetness. That's your brown sugar tart. It's a very, very dark in color. Tart. Oh, I might be looking at, I don't know which picture is which, because the next one is a Yalapa-style chocolate pie. Oh, that one's dark. Like the sweet corn pie, it's got a cocoa-rich confection, comes from the beaches of Yalapa. You could really, like, elevate You could bring it and say, here's a story. Here's an interesting recipe I found. I had to go out, find the ingredients for this. But in the balance of flavor, I'm actually digging what I'm reading some of, like the really sweet stuff. Even one a couple ago mentioning some apple cider vinegar to sort of balance it out. I used to like French silk pie. I don't anymore. Yeah, it's a little common. Peanut butter, banana cream pie. Uh, oh, that's good. That's about, really good that you could. I think you, there's one you put in the freezer and you take out and it is to die for. Chocolate hazelnut crostata. What are you guys having for Thanksgiving? Turkey. How big? It's got to be a big one, right? You got a lot of kids. No, actually, recently we've been doing a turkey breast and then providing other sorts of meats. I feel like we've had ham has made an appearance at a recent Thanksgiving. We've had a lot of turkey debates with her Thanksgiving crew. Aren't you going to smoke a turkey? I've I've smoked a turkey before. I don't know that I'm going to smoke a turkey. My nephew said, why don't you make your chicken wings? Can we get some chicken wings involved here? I really just don't get chicken wings. I just don't. I don't get it. They're hard to eat. You look like a savage. There's a lot of picking going on for very little flavor. I think I might need to make you my wings sometime. Hang on. Here we go. Let's see if the button works. Sarah had sent us an email and said someone needs to buy Steve a cough button for Christmas. Someone (laughs) is about to find the block button for Sarah. Merry Christmas. I'm sorry. That's my cough talking. I'm fine. I'm okay. doing great. You want to play? Oh, yeah, let's play. College of Pop Culture Knowledge is next. 651-641-1071. We need one of you to call and play along. That game is next. Hey, friends, what's up? It's Stevie Boy for my buddies over at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. What a place to be right about now. Boy, it's so many things happening with the holidays in full swing. Uh, Jersey Boys is on the main stage right now. Need to remind you of that. It's great. You want to bring your friends, bring the neighbors, maybe a fun office party. You got all the stories and the songs of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, pure entertainment. You can enjoy a terrific dinner as well. You can go for that signature chicken chan. I like the prime rib personally. Leave room for a dessert, maybe an ice cream drink. You got yourself the perfect occasion. As for those holidays we've been talking about, Eight different shows almost every night of the week. And matinees, too, from Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve. Shows like The Three Tenors, 
Christmas with a whole lot of soul. Cap Perkins, Andy and Bing, uh, Christmas on the Prairie, something for everybody. And then Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. They do improv comedy Friday and Saturday nights. If you haven't done an improv comedy night out, check out Stevie Ray's. It's clean comedy made up on the spot right there for you. Tickets to all of the things. JanHassonDT.com. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Let's play a game. It's time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. We'll find out how smart the two of you are as we play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. 121, the number of wins for Steve. 117, the number of wins for Donna. Four-point lead. We'll see if Donna can put another little bit of a run together. As today, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, we're celebrating an anniversary from a musical standpoint. It was uh, 19... 87, 36 years ago, that George Michael, his album Faith hit number one, and he proved to the world he could do it as a solo artist and obviously had an incredible career after that. So today we're chatting about George Michael. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. And okay. fresh out the penalty box, it's Daniel the Painter. All right. Welcome Daniel. back. <laughs> Daniel, what did, you, uh, what did you learn during your one-week suspension for saying the <laughs> S-word on American Airwaves? What did I learn? Yeah. Uh, not much. I was going to I was going to say I didn't learn bleep and then boom. <laughs> well, it's great to have you back. We're happy to have Daniel the painter back. Um what's happening? What's the temperature like in the uh in the old Canadian land where you live? It's going to be a uh, a very nice week of around 10 degrees Celsius. God knows what that is in your language, but it's very <laughs> nice to paint with. Oh, okay. that's a good painting temperature. Okay, good. Good to know. It's going to be nice here too. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be up in like the uh, the sixties, high fifties and sixties Fahrenheit, which is pleasant, which very is, pleasant. Okay, yeah, Mike, I, I think that's what's going on here too. Yeah, Mike, what'd you find out? Ten degrees Celsius would be fifty degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, oh, yep, okay. wonderful, nice. wonderful, very Good. similar. Okay. All right, right. well, now that we got that out of the way, uh, George Michael is the topic today in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Would you like to team up with Donna or Steve? First of all, this is really weird that it's George Michael because he was my first concert back in 1988 in Sydney, Australia. Pick me, pick me. Pick pick me, pick me. I want to be with you. So I'm going to pick Donna because I went with Steve last time. Thank you, Daniel. I'm going to need your help. Perfect. All right, Steve's going on, uh, going to step aside. Daniel, you're going to go on hold. Hold tight. She might need your help. It sounds like you are the uh, right person to play this game. Again, College of Pop Culture Knowledge, 36 years ago today. Faith, the album, hit number one on the charts. Are you ready, Donna? I don't know. We'll find out. We certainly will. We'll start with this one. Not only did the album hit number one, but so did four songs off of it. <laughs> the title track, Faith, was one. Name any of the three other songs that went to number one off the album Faith. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know if I've got the right album. This is just George Michael, not Wham, right? Correct. Father figure. The album won Michael his second Grammy. His first was the year earlier for the duet I Knew You Were Waiting, who he performed with this legend. Uh, uh, Aretha Franklin. Performed for the first time at Live Aid, Elton John and George Michael's duet of this song went to number one on the Hot 100 charts, a spot higher than Elton's studio Don't let version. the sun go down on me. And I want to change the first one. I think it might be I Want Your Sex. You want to change it to I Want Your Sex. I okay. think so. I don't think Father Figure is a number one song, but we'll check with Daniel. 
All right, Daniel, she gave three answers there. She had one. She changed it. What are your thoughts on uh, her answers? I'm good with Donna. Clean sweep, Donna. Let's yeah! Go. Woo! All right, we're bringing Steve back. All right, we're not let's gonna bring waste any Steve time. back in here. Okay, all right, come on, Steve. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, guy with the all apple. Right, hang on here, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, guy with the yeah. apple. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, wait yeah, a yeah. Minute. Wait a minute. All yeah. right. Hi. 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 Ah, I'm nervous. This Ooh. is, you shouldn't be. This will be a loss. I can almost assure you. No. Yes. No. How many do you think you got, Donna? I'm hoping for three. It might yeah. be two. I can't compete with you and Daniel, the painter, on this topic. I know very little about Jorge Miquel. All right. <laughs> well, let's find out how much you know as we will get it started with this one here. Again, on this date, 1987, that's when Faith hit number one, the album. Let's start with this question, Steve. Not only did the album hit number one, but so did four songs off of it. The title track, Faith, was one of them. Name any of the other three songs that hit number one off the album, Faith. Wake Me Up. The album won Michael his second Grammy. His first was the year earlier for the duet I Knew You Were Waiting, who he performed with this legend. Aretha Franklin. Performed for the first time at Live Aid, Elton John and George Michael's duet of this song went to number one on the Hot 100 charts, a spot higher than Elton's studio version. So George Michael and Elton Hmm. John sang a duet of a song. What song? Candle in the Wind. Okay, you got eight seconds. I just want to say... Shout out. To the people. Not you know who you are. All righty. We've got uh, answers in for all of you. Let's run through them again. George Michael, 36 years ago today, Faith hit number one. Let's start it off with that middle one. The album won Michael his second Grammy. His first was a year earlier for the duet I Knew You Were Waiting. And who he performed that one with was, of course, Aretha Franklin. Woo. Nice job. You both got Thank that one. Thank you. Let's go to the first one. Not only did the album hit number one, but so did four songs off of it. The title track, Faith, was one of them. Name any of the three others. Uh, Donna gave us the answer of I Want Your Sex, which was definitely on that album. Steve gave us a Wham! song. Right? Yes. Wait, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, so that is not going to be... I know the difference between that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the yeah. answers could have been Monkey... Oh, that song sucks. It hit number one. Yuck. As did Donna's first answer, Father Figure. Oh, no. Hitting number two was I Want Your Sex. She does not get that one right. I changed it. The other answer you could have given was One More Try. Oh, that's a great song. One More Try, Father Figure, (laughs) Monkey, and Faith all hit number one off that album. That means we're 1-1 heading into the final question. Oh, brother. Oh, no. Performed for the first time at Live Aid, Elton John and George Michael's duet of this song went to number one on the Hot 100, a spot higher than Elton's studio version. Elton John got to number two with the song, their live duet of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, hit number one, and Donna's our winner today. All right, Donna. You deserve it today, sister. Thanks, man. I really wish I stuck with Father Figure. Would have been a clean sweep. Would have been a clean sweep. (sighs) Tiebreaker? Daniel, you win. Yay, Daniel. All right, you play the tiebreaker along with us. We got three of us playing. You all your name when you think you know the answer. As always, this is always going to be a journey here on these tiebreakers, so... uh, Sit tight. Here we go. Okay. Back to Wham. The hit Last Christmas peaked at number two upon its release in 1984. It finally hit number one 36 years later. A record that didn't stand long thanks to Stranger Things and this hit from Kate Bush. Steve. Steve. 
Running up that hill. That is the correct answer. Oh, up that hill. So, what have got in the tiebreaker? It doesn't oh. matter because Donna and uh, our friend Daniel the Painter Yay! winners today. Congratulations, guys. That was fun. Thank you for going into the 80s. <laughs> Throwing a dog a bone. Appreciate it. What's the total score Don't now? Don't worry about it. I need to know. Three points behind you now. 121-118. Dang it. Did she win yesterday? No. Nope. nope you, you won did. yesterday. Oh, that put me up by four. Okay, yeah. yep. And now this is how math works. How mm-hmm. fun. You were up by one and then lost, uh, or she lost two when uh, Elizabeth was in. Yes. Took a three-point lead, then a four-point lead. Damn it, Elizabeth. <sighs> Man, a shevitz. I know, right? I know. Remember that wine? Yeah, that was interesting for a while, right? <laughs> and then my my, uh, my Aunt Joan and Uncle, funny, my Aunt Joan and Uncle Craig had a ceramic dog that sat on the floor. It was like a cocker spaniel. And as I recall, I don't know if my cousin made it up or somebody made it up, but the name of that dog, as I recall, was Manischewitz. Oh, this is so interesting. Oh my god. My brother. <laughs> oh, Daniel's still there, by the way. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. My Hi. brother and his wife have a ceramic dog by their TV. Okay. And its name is Iva Ludi. What's that? I don't know, but I always misidentify him and call him Yukonuba. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It belonged to an old family friend, and she always called it Iva Ludi. I don't know what that word is I've never heard it before. Interesting. Based on this conversation and classic episodes of Wheel of Fortune, I think everybody has ceramic dogs. But you don't <laughs> often see them. You don't see them anymore. You this used to is... win them on um, Wheel, Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. That was one of the I... prizes you could win. Oh, is that right? Like yeah. to, uh, I'll... It was a Dalmatian. for the ceramic See, and this Dalmatian. is why the fact that... We should say goodbye to Daniel, by the way. Right, He's here. got Hang houses on, to paint. <laughs> Bye, Daniel. We love you. We'll see you next week. Next All month. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's December. right. The arrival in December is is marching ever closer. Um, by the way, the uh, wait, wait, ceramic dog. Oh, this is why I thought I it was say a ceramic elephant. That taxidermy should be a bigger business for family pets. I don't get it. I'd rather have a picture. I don't know if you would though. Let me just run something by you. Okay, here we go. So your dog Buddy passed away a little more than a year ago, mm-hmm. and and I get it that they're not there. In a taxidermied body, but if you could just have him, he's stuffed. He's up. You could just place him up near your TV, mm-hmm. and then Mm-mm. you could go down and like scratch the side of his face and pet his head and have the tactile connection mm-hmm. that we have with our pets. What's he stuffed with? Uh, we do a partnership with Build a Bear. So you would get to choose how much stuffing, <laughs> cotton stuffing, went in them, but you know, and and they're 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 we'd hollow out their organs and all that, so you could move them. They wouldn't be as heavy so as they are. So we're just taking his fur and stretching it over something that looks no, no, no. similar to his body. No, his body. We're going to do it in his body. So we're keeping his skeletal system. Yes. So no, then it's the size of your dog, and then you choose, how do you remember your dog? Were they always laying down, or were they you seated up? You are a up? sick and twisted I am man. not sick. I am not sick, because if I said you could just go home and just pet Buddy's head today, it's okay. that would be beneficial for you. I don't think it would. More than a picture. stuff. 
I know, but you could touch the side of it, their soft little side mouth, and rub the hair on their head. This is people. If should I ever be do something like that, I would animals. like someone to do a wellness check on me. Has anyone out there ever had a pet taxidermied? Call get- that's what we'll do for Friday. Let's see how many zero calls we get. <laughs> Can you taxidermy? Uh, oh, animal family pet preservation. Animal and pet taxidermy. You definitely oh, can. Dog taxidermy services. You know who does this? Remember the guy who hosted um, Ben Stein's Money? Ben Stein. He did yeah. this with his Dalmatians, I think. I don't know if they were Dalmatians, but his dogs. No, I'm looking at a bunch, and they have now... I'm on animalfamilypet.com under their dog taxidermy link, and they have them posed in front of, you know, the old, like, 1990s drop cloth backdrop for photographs? Yes. Remember? They have these taxidermied animals posed on these old, you know, milk does a body good backdrops, and it's pretty, pretty fun. But look, Uh, some of them still look cute. Terrifying. Terrifying. No. Ew. Wow. You could get your gecko done for $650 with shipping. How much would it cost for a pet? Like for a dog, not to say a lizard isn't a pet or a gecko. Whatever. Skull. You could get your cat skull for $500. It'll take oh, four to six months. Pricing and shipping. Okay, okay, here we go. Cats are about $3,500. Uh, if you have a dog that is north of 20 pounds, it's $2,681. Flat fee, plus $69 per pound. If you're just joining us, we're talking about how much it costs to get your pet taxidermied. All right, now you know. Thank you. What does this mean? You could get your cats disarticulated. I don't know what that means. It's skeletal articulation. I don't don't want to talk Uh, about this anymore. Okay. All right. What do you want to do when we come back? Oh, I, I've been watching a show. Let's talk about what we're watching. Okay. Um, so I've been watching a show. I watched three episodes. I think it's very good. I'll tell you what it is, and I'll tell you what we know about uh, season three of White Lotus when we come right back on my talk. Oh, hey, guys. Donna here for my new friends at Energy Savers Fireplaces. They are a local family-owned business. They've been around since 1976, and they do it all. Whether choosing a fireplace or replacing one, picking out the right type for your space, that's a pretty important decision. And I'll tell you what, the staff at Energy Savers Fireplaces can help you scope out an area in your home where you can put a fireplace. They can help you design it. Or if you're replacing, they can help you consider your options. You could do wood, gas, pellet, electric. You could do inserts. It doesn't really matter what you're looking for. Indoors, outdoors, fire pits. Energy Savers Fireplaces is basically your one-stop shop. You know it's a great business when their reviews are all five-star reviews and their installers have been with the company for 20 to 25 years. If you're thinking about a fireplace or dreaming of one, go to energysaversfireplaces.com or stop by just off Highway 36 in Oakdale. Family open owned and operated hey guys we're back it's donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment we got the big zamboni with us as well honk 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 and uh i don't know what you guys are watching but i started the show lessons in chemistry 
on Apple TV. And it stars Brie Larson. And I'm really getting into it now. Episode three, really good. This is based on a book. Uh, I don't know how close it is to the book. Probably, if you love the book, you probably got some opinions. But I just really, I just really like it. I mean, it takes place in the 50s and 60s. And it is about a female chemist who and and there's a lot of um a lot of it is a there a lot of it has to do with um the feminist movement and how women at the time were just really dissed really dissed like a woman's work was not taken as seriously as a man's one of the episodes i'm watching well i don't want to give anything away but she's being told she's going to be fired for a certain reason where a man would be celebrated for the Mm -hmm. same reason. But um, it's really good. It's really good. So it's basically this woman who's Who's in it? Anybody we we know? Uh, Brie Larson is in it. Brie Larson, and, you know, the Marvels is out right now, and that did not do good at the box office. I know. She could use some good positive buzz with this. She's an excellent actress, really, truly. Uh, And the other guy, what's his name? Something Pullman. Uh, Lewis. Lewis Pullman. I don't know where we would know him from. I'm not familiar with him. He doesn't look even the least bit familiar. He was um, Bob on Top Gun Maverick. Remember, because that's oh, Bill Pullman's son, Lewis yes. Pullman. Yeah. Okay. So remember Top Gun Maverick? He was the uh, co-pilot of the uh, female pilot. Got it. It's just very good. It's different. It's different than anything else I've seen. So you'll see it even in the the trailer, I think, that... She's working, she's working towards something Hmm. and she uses food to test out chemistry, you know, and she'll eventually be a, um, she'll have her own cooking show and it'll be based on this type of, you know, knowledge that she has. It's very entertaining, very absorbing. Hmm. I almost watched last night the quiz show that Maddie oh. B was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I didn't was it was late at night. Quiz Lady or something like that. Quiz Ladies? Yeah, something. But it was a movie. And I thought it was a show. Oh, I see. <laughs> and so I didn't, just couldn't get into an hour and 40 minute situation. Is it called Quiz Lady? That's What's Quiz it? Lady on Hulu. That's the one with Sandra O oh and Aquafina. Yes, right. Will Ferrell's in it as well. Okay, did yeah. you watch this, Mike? I have not yet. No, I've been multiple people have emailed me and said you need to watch this. Hmm. They said I, I would particularly would be interested in it because it's a lot of game shows and yeah. traveling around the country and okay. I think they're trying to raise money uh, for like their mom or something. I don't remember what the story was, but yeah, I guess there was like a financial yeah. situation, and because she's brilliant, they're like you need to go on this show. Yeah, I want to check that one out tonight for sure. I'm also watching not really, but kind of like when I'm throwing in a load of whites and it happens to be on, I'm watching. You guys would absolutely hate it. It's super <laughs> cheesy. It's um Oh my god, what's it called? Christine Baranski is in it. Um Nathan Lane is in it. It's a period piece. It's mm. called Oh my god. Come on, oh. help me. Uh, Say it. Uh, the Baranski Chronicles. No. Uh. It takes place in New York. Um, 
I'll Big get there. City Lane. Oh, I love it. The Gilded Age, you'd think it is. The Gilded oh. Age. Oh, yeah. It's very um, new to you. It's new to you. New to me, yes. Sure. It's very soap opera ish. But in that time in New York, I don't even know what year we're in, 1800s. Yeah, I, I know. don't know. Hmm. Very good. So, what are you like, an episode in? I'm through. Oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I think I'm in the second season, actually. Oh. So, Rumi's watching it, and I just kind of watch every couple of episodes. Oh, but okay. I like it. It's good. I think uh, Meryl Streep's kid is in this. Um, uh, Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City is in it. It's huh. good if you're into that kind of stuff. Anyway, now, let me move on to The White Lotus. Okay. Casting details for season three. Okay? Okay. What do we got? You guys watch this? Steve, you don't. Mike? No. Love Absolutely it. Absolutely do. It's I love so this show. good. Mm-hmm. I love it, too. Um, so it's preparing for its third season. We're going to have a brand new setting, brand new cast, mostly brand new. Uh, this is roughly a year after season two aired. So far, we know that it'll be set in Thailand. Natasha Rothwell is the sole cast member from previous seasons. Mm, I think she was the young lady in the last season who hooked up with the guy. You know what I'm talking about? Trying to find In his, Italy. Yes, I know. Um, she was the assistant of... Oh, my God. Nope, that's not her. Natasha Rothwell, you said? Yeah. She... Nope, that wasn't her. Okay. Um, I'm trying to see what character she Well, was. you're looking at that. Uh, they're casting 13 roles as we speak. Mm. Nine of which will be series regulars. In terms of age, they will range between 18 and 80s. There'll be a corporate executive, an actress, a couple of moms, a misfit, a yogi, a patriarch. And it'll begin shooting not until the beginning of 2024. So they're going to start filming in Thailand in February. I'm so excited. I just wish I didn't have to wait so long. That's Belinda from the first season. She was the one who was trying to get the money to start her own like spa oh, situation. That's Belinda. Yep. Oh, so that's, that's that character. Oh, she was great. She'll be back. Okay, love her. Oh, that makes me happy. Okay, Steve, you need to get on board. Nah. <laughs> All right. I, I'm not going to. Also, okay. I'm not going to say yes for okay, now. So I got so many other things. Yeah, like what? Know. What's going on? Mm, I got to finish Only Murders in the Building. Okay. All right. Got to finish uh, White uh, White Lotus. Got to finish Ted Lasso. Still. Oh sure. Uh, still three seasons behind on the crown. Okay, forget. You're never going to get to the crown. Uh, You're just never going to get to it. We're midway season three. We're catching up. We're going to be there uh, in time. Are you loving it? I'm loving it. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. So, so good. There were some episodes that oh. were pretty slow. We're excited to sit down and watch something. We just wanted to, Sunday night, we wanted to watch something different. We're like, hey, let's just escape a little bit, throw the crown on. Yeah, it was the episode where the um, coal mining accident happened and 160 oh. kids unfortunately passed away. I'm like, oh my, that is not oh. the calming uh, no. show we wanted to watch no. tonight, but okay. It's like it going to hard. find a, a little Christmas music to put yeah. on in the background and then it's an old-fashioned Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Where a bus full of people oh die except their kid's dad. I mean, wow. it happens. All right. We'll take a break. Well, bye. Uh, when we return, what do we have here? Oh, boy, Warner Brothers reversing a decision. I'm so happy they've done this. Stay Me too. Next. Okay.